No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. sitting around at home you're trying to decide what to do for dinner and you can go support some big conglomerate bullshit place that doesn't care about you or if you live in portland or denver you can support the greater grateful dead and fish family by going to fire on the mountain and they they are going to support you by putting something delicious and hot and wonderful in your belly and they have new sauces out at the Burnside location they got a peanut curry sauce and a lemon pepper dry rub the interstate location has the chili lime sauce and the Thai meets Texas dry rub and then the Fremont location has the lemon pepper sauce and the Creole dry rub and if you want to see what the specials are going on at all of these places go to F-O-T-M-P-D-X and F-O-T-M-D-E-N right D-E-N-V-E-R Denver it's a Denver O-T-M Denver and you can see all the specials they have going on at all of the locations in Denver and in Portland. And, hey, check this out. It is the holidays, and they have dope-ass swag. Go check out the website, portlandwings.com. They have a bunch of swag up there. You can order that. You can order the sauces so you can get your hoodie. You can get your sauces. You could sit at home and have all that delivered to you. And then you could wear your hoodie and cook the sauces. And it would be a whole, like, Grateful Dead, Fire on the Mountain. Throw down, thing. hold down. Yeah. So While <laughs> listening to Fire on the Mountain? Mm-hmm. It, Absolutely. It, it would be like Fire on the Mountainception. Check that out. Fire on the Mountain. Do it. Are you secretly longing to ring a silent bell? Do you ever find yourself wishing you were a headlight on a northbound train? Don't be alarmed. No Simple Road and Shop Tour Bus can help. Cure your dizzying symptoms with a one-time double dose of your China Cat Sunflower and No You Rider teas. Available for the first time as one bundle. Buy the China Cat, get the Rider for 25% off, which is like free shipping. And all teas come with good vibes at no additional expense. When you're checking out at ShopTourBus.com, use the code CHINARIDER. And if you buy that bundle, you're going to get the rider with your china for 25% off or you can look at all the other amazing Grateful Dead inspired designs they have over at Shop Tour Bus and when you check out put in the promo code no simple road all one word and you are going to get free shipping on that with that box and all the extras that come in it and the bootleg miracle that you just might get in your order so go check out shoptourbus.com 
Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. rocking that hat been since, in the rotation. since we lived in Vegas and we went on vacation one time. Mm-hmm. Before Sydney lived in Vegas. Whoa. Or in, um, in, in California. LA. Los yeah. Angeles. Los Angeles. Hey now, No Simple Road family, what's up? Welcome to the middle of another conversation with Aaron. <laughs> and Mel. And Apple. Mel, Mel, Mel. <laughs> and little Darwin, keeping and the floor right. uh, under lockdown. Hey, I everybody that listens to the show on a regular basis, and even if you don't listen to the show on a regular basis, I want to ask all of you to do um, no simple road a solid Darwin hurt his rear uh, it would be his right. rear his right, rear right. Leg. and we're not even sure if it's his leg we can't take him to the vet because he's he's a feral well weirdo. At, at this point no it's not he's a feral weirdo at this <laughs> point he is too old to be leaving the house he's an old curmudgeon. it would traumatize him number one because he is has anxiety mm-hmm. and number two He's literally hurt. So if we take him anywhere, it's going to run the risk of hurting him on top of like strange people. And he just can't deal with it. So And he's 130 pounds of furry terror when you bring him somewhere like that. So anyway, my point is in the past, the No Simple Robe family has um, 
communally caused it to snow here in Portland, Oregon. Um, we have manifested many wonderful things together. And as a collective, our thoughts and energy can do pretty much anything we can imagine. And so I would ask you to do us a solid and just send healing vibes to, to Darwin's rear right leg back. We're not sure which one of those things it is. Um, it's like six inches up from his tail. Yeah. It on looks his like back. he pulled a muscle in his back. And like, it gets like super swollen and then we'll do a little ice pack and it goes down a little bit. But like if he gets too much excitement or people coming over the house where he has to keep standing up and like seeing who's here, he gets re- it gets really it irritated. So anyway, and it's yeah, really sad and he's part of the show. And if we needed prayers, we'd ask for him. And, and well, everybody we actually everybody out there knows too, if you got an older dog, they Hello? they always try to act like a puppy. Oh, yeah. 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 He, he just, wants to greet he everybody he wants and bark to play, at everybody. He wants to run in circles. He and, can't help it. Like when people come yeah. here. I he, feel the same way. I think we, we, we do. I'm older. I want to bark and run. I and hurt myself again. Greeting yeah, people. Hurt my back. So anyway, yeah. if you guys could all do that for us, we would really appreciate it. And let's see if we can manifest a Christmas miracle for Darwin this year. That would be super, super cool. So I will keep everybody posted as to how he's doing. But on to other business. This week on No Simple Road, a very special No Simple Road with Galaxy Jams reacts. Yes, that's right. If you aren't aware of the YouTube channel and podcast, <clears throat> Galaxy Jams Reacts, you are now aware and you are welcome. It is Galaxy Jams. It is super cool, man. It so think of um listening to your favorite music with the coolest people and talking about it while you listen to it. Very thoughtful, mindful people. Yeah. This was super fun. Mike and EJ are awesome, and you can tell really good friends, really good brothers, and they do it justice. This, these reaction videos—they really schooled us a lot on the inner workings of wh- how they do what they do, and time management, and like their level of commitment, and just their process of doing so much beforehand, and just a lot, a re- lot of premeditation, and it really. Like it really is me or like taught me something. It really is the antithesis of how no simple road came to be. Mm -hmm. What they did is the exact opposite opposite of what we did. Mm -hmm. And it just goes to show that there isn't one way to do stuff. Absolutely. There are many ways to skin a cat and, I guess we're skinning well, cats together. I also like in this too that there's there's several similarities between like their relationship and ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, the like the different ends of the spectrum and like they keep each other in check with certain things and it was really they're very complimentary of each other and how each other works. Yeah. And, and um I, like Mel said, we learned a lot from them and one of the things that like I got really got out of this interview or interview, this conversation was that like these types of conversations and meeting people like this are exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about the no simple road family. Like this is what I meant. These kind of people were all doing this together. Nobody's trying to like one up each other. Mm -hmm. We're all working together like all boats rising at the same time kind of thing, supporting each other, helping each other grow. And, you know, there, there's a lot of 
um, most industries where you are doing something similar, it ain't like that. Mm-mm. That's what's cool because uh, podcasting is so popular right now and it's still in its infancy though, you know, and it has a lot of opportunity to be brand new as an industry, right. like create its own standards, structure, rules, all that. And like you said, they were so um, helpful at just getting us to see things in a different light because like you said, it's the opposite. We just like started and did it. So it's like it was always caught up to itself. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, like doing it in, in that way where you're building up an entire series or something, kind of like a Netflix would do, like do a drop or a series. It never occurred to me to even do that or mm-hmm. think about that. Or, no. you know, when we when we had multiple um, episodes in the can it was like a bad problem like we're like right. oh man we're we're we we're backing up episodes we're, we're making up. people wait exactly and we never i never even it never occurred to me that it could not be non-emergent that old content could be new to the new lit um observer yeah and and the really cool thing about galaxy jams reacts is that like when you go to the youtube channel you'll see that it's not just ej and Mike watching stuff together. There's, there's more people involved. And then also they're getting some of the biggest names in the music business to come in and sit with them and listen to music yeah. and comment on it. They've had like Russ Lawton and the guys from Dopapod and I mean, Aggie dogs it, in a pile yeah. The yeah, the, there's a lot of people co- going on the show that are hanging out with them. And it's really cool. Like for no simple road, when we talk to the guys in Eggy or Dogs in a Pile or Russ Lawton or whoever, we're getting to know them on a personal level. We're having a conversation between the three of us and them, and we're finding out whatever happens through that conversation on a personal level. This is completely different in that these musicians are listening to music with other musicians and discussing what's music, going yeah. on. Yeah, And so you're getting to hear how those people see their process and and how they listen to music yeah uh, the other thing i love too is because at first it just just assumed like galaxy jams it was going to be all jam bands this this like covers the gambit of all kinds of music yeah, yeah i think jams is like not jam band i mm-hmm. think it's like jamming yeah, <laughs> like a jam yeah exactly well, any kind of jam and ej and mike they they started as a band this whole thing started as jamming. Yeah. So you'll hear about that. It's just really cool what they've done. I'm really uh, grateful that they were on the show. I'm grateful for Mike was just so open about everything. Not like EJ wasn't, but like he was just like laid it out there and his enthusiasm. The, the, yes. Like his energy level, mm-hmm. it just was shocking he, to me. He's, he's 110%. He's electrified. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say he's 110%. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you he says it like, like I'll give it to you. Like Both he, of those guys are 110%. He goes at everything, not half-assed or anything. It's going to be done yes, right Apple. or not done. Yep. So like, I mean, what they've done, what they're doing, and what they have planned and everything, it's going to be amazing to see what these guys continue to do. And that that's yep. something that like, I've been actually thinking about that a lot lately. It's like I aspire to that, to be able to do what Mike does as far as like creating a plan mm, yeah, for, for his vision of what he wants the show to do and where he wants it to be and all that. Like I've done that in 
fits and starts with No Simple Road of like certain things, very pointed, but not in a broad way of like, okay, in five years, these are the things that we're going to have never. And to be able to do that is, is. It's like maturing. Yeah. It's maturing into your business. It's maturing into your gifts and your talents and, and your creative process too. Well, and talking about manifesting at the beginning with about Darwin's leg and all of that, right? If, if I'm sorry, I'm going to back that up and say it different. When you are manifesting something, it's of the utmost important that importance that you know what you're manifesting. You can't be vague when trying to make something happen. It, well, whatever, you know. Well, okay, then whatever well, is going to manifest. Do you get yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's better to have an idea of what you're trying to bring forth to make something happen. If, if you're man, some things are like manifesting. Is it manifesting if you don't intend on it or is it just happening? <laughs> That's a good question. It, you I don't can, know the answer to that. I, I mean, in my initial thought is you can't manifest something. I soy you, right? right? right. One person cannot manifest something if they're not intending or asking for that thing to manifest, but things can and do happen around you all the time. Circumstances. So, well, we are human beings and the, the human nervous system is a manifestation engine. That's what we do. It's what we are. But the more, um, uh, succinct we are in what we're focusing on the I would imagine and in my experience the the more uh, effortless the manifestation becomes sure you can just but then how do you know what you're manifesting you have to verbalize it and define it at some point right that's that's my point that's where you're making okay. my point yeah you have to it can't just be like whatever We'll see what happens with everything all the time. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, sure. then you wouldn't know. Or, yeah. you, or you could just sit there and claim, like, I manifested everything. Yeah, I did it all. I am the manifester. That's right. I, I am the chief. But I really like the way that he laid out the plan and they stuck to it and they did it. And, like, I learned yeah. a lot from these guys, man. And just the attitude of, like, simpatico and brotherhood and support from them. Kindness. Yep is like, like I said, the epitome of what excitement I, I see fun. the No Simple Road family as. So I hope you guys dig this as much as, as we do. And make sure that you go and follow them uh, on YouTube. It's Galaxy Jams Reacts. Um, and then also they've got their podcast that's happening. So go check that out and follow is it, them. Is it released yet? Yeah, I think it came out in November. It actually, it dropped, the first episode dropped on, on my birthday, birthday, on November babe. 22nd. And it's... Uh, Trey Anastasio band drummer Russ Lawton and them listening to music. And then there's vaporwave icon Dan Mason, Dopapa guitarist Rob Compa, headcount executive director Andy Bernstein, keyboard and keytar expert Natalie Brooke. And yeah, I mean, they've, they're going strong. So make sure you give them a follow and, and go check them out after you hear them here. And you can, when you send them feedback, say, hey, we found out about you guys on, on No Simple Road. Yeah. Awesome. Interview. I'm excited to hear your episode. I really am. 
Yeah, I am too. Yeah, me too. I, we had fun, man. I was, uh, wait, for you listening, I was on their show and my episode on Galaxy Jams has not come out yet. And uh, we listened to um, Leon the Third together and, oh crap, I can't remember what else. Digging Dirt? Yeah, maybe Digging Dirt. Really? Maybe. I'm not okay. sure. Anyway. Anyway. Can't wait to hear it too. So let's do the business and get them to the to the interview. What do you say? Yeah. Follow No Simple Road on Twitter, Twitter. Instagram, and Facebook at No Simple Road. Good job, babe. Go to www.nosimpleroad.com. Buy No Simple Road merch. There's a bunch of um, new stuff up there. There is a ticketing link for Skull and Roses. No Simple Road is headed down. We are trucking down to Skull Ventura. Skull and Roses is going to be five days this time. Oh Come God. have a vacation on the beach. With us. Yes. And the best Grateful Dead tribute bands on the planet. Wait. Phil and Friends. There's a beach? Yes, there's a beach. And <laughs> the sun. they're improving. They're, every year they're trying to find better and better ways of doing Skull and Roses. So they're going to flip the stages again this time. They're going to create a whole new beautiful... Uh, five days of love and excitement so come yeah. down to it's Ventura. one of the days is going to be on 420 that's oh right gosh. it's, it's going to be a party so yeah that the ticketing link and banner is up the lineup is up at no simple road.com and skull and roses um their website as well check out the wall of news on their website it has amazing content every week they're doing like interviews with some of the biggest names in the grateful dead scene and it's amazing the amount of content that's coming out through wall of news. So go check out wall of news.love. That's where all this is coming out. I think there might be a forthcoming article on no simple road there from what I heard through the grapevine. Also, if you scroll down at no simple road.com, our sister beadwork by Jenny has a new book that's coming out and we have a link up there Mm -hmm. for her pre-order and some pictures of her amazing guitar straps that you've seen on i don't know little musicians like i don't know bob weir oh teal um anders osborne yeah, no biggie you, know, you guys sm- you know go check it out it's on the website no but seriously <laughs> help us this out for real man this is like somebody doing a really beautiful com- like collaboration between her musicians and now bringing it to you so that's like really special that she shares these singularly um, special pieces with that musician and then now she's got a book where they're all captured that you can like be a part of that and share the process and she's just put a lot of work into it so Christmas time's coming mm-hmm. yep Do so there's it. a link there's a link to her page also for the pre-order at nosimpleroad.com you can call 971-808-1524 that is the No Simple Road tepid line you can leave show reviews you can call tell us what you got for Christmas Tell us how to fix Darwin's hip. Tell us um, the best way to reinsert a wick into a candle. I don't know. <laughs> Call in and tell us something. 971-808-1524. We'd still like some more recipes, but I guess nobody eats out there. No. So. no. Or goes to shows, except for no. John B. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, John B. Thanks, John. Again. We love you, man. Well, thank we you, just every friend. We're going to change the John B line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Call the John B line. You're right. Forget Call Tepin. in the John B line. Maybe uh, the Tepin line doesn't need a new we phone. Are. Yeah. You know right. what? That From just happened. The John B line. John it is B the John line. B line. Everyone is welcome. Yeah. Wow. I just lost my train of thought. Go, oh, patreon.com forward slash no simple road. There is how 
you can monetarily support No Simple Road. You can give as little as a buck a month. Yeah, that dollar that was behind the couch or those quarters that are in the console of your car, you could digitally send to us every month and then we can continue doing No Simple Road and bring you two episodes a week and cool things like Galaxy Jams Reacts and all the people and, that we've had on and all the stuff. And a dollar doesn't sound like a lot. I know I think that in my mind. Like, like what's a dollar going to help? You know, a dollar means a lot, especially I mean, when you have a lot of people that do something. Everybody gives a dollar. All of a sudden, that's like thousands of dollars. Bro, it's called crowdsourcing. Yeah. Because there's yeah. a crowd of people listening. A dollar means a lot. So, yeah. If you are thinking about it and it's the holidays and you're like, you know what? I listen to these guys all year and I'm going to do a little something, something for them. Then you can go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. And that is the business. And if you want to do something that oh. costs nothing, you go over to the Apple podcasts. You can give us that five star review. And then if you want to go further than that, you can go and you can write a little review and send it to us. We haven't had one since November 8th. It just looked again. Nothing new for wah, December. Wah, wah, so, wah, wah, yeah, wah. be that first person for December to get to leave one. All right. That, my friends, is the actual end of the business. I mean it this time. I want to say thanks again to EJ and Mike from Galaxy Jams yeah. Reacts for coming thanks and hanging so out with the No Simple Road crew and for being a part of our family and part of our community. You guys are so fucking fun. awesome. And uh, we appreciate you being here with us and hanging out with us. And I hope everybody out there loves this conversation as much as we did. And without further ado... The No Simple Road Crew gives you EJ and Mike from Galaxy Jams Reacts. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Apple. Right on, dude. Well, yeah, hope you guys are doing good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. Um, I've been so excited about it. We Yay. we have been too. You're getting uh, you're getting the extra crispy version. <laughs> Uh, of no simple road today it was a great i'll we, just say this we, much we it, had a bender it was a very long night last <laughs> night yeah we went inside green, green sky bluegrass and it, we went to like 4 30 this morning so wow yeah <sighs> nice yeah i partied last daisy. night too we're, we're <laughs> here for it you know we're here yeah. for this we're Where'd you, where'd you go Mike? wait could, should uh, we say about i went to uh you? this local comic-con called NecoCon, where my girlfriend like used to run a bunch of really major events there and so she's like a superstar and everyone knows her so we essentially partied with all these people until like five in the morning oh, okay so okay. we're on the same right. we're on the same yeah, page cool yeah, okay. love it um, I went to sleep around two. <laughs> yeah. I watched bit. Netflix and ordered a pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. passed out. Oh, that sounds like a great Netflix. plan. Yeah. That's what's happening today. It does. Uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves for the sure. folks that are listening? Why don't you go first, EJ? Sure. Uh, my name is EJ and I am with Galaxy Jams Reacts and I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, and uh, I'm Michael Magarefta. I'm also with Galaxy Jams Reacts and extremely excited to be here, too. Yeah. We are stoked to have you guys Welcome, on welcome, guys. Um, I'm yes. Mel. We have Aaron. You, they know who they I Aaron am. Yeah. And, and, and I'm Apple. Apple. And Apple. Yeah, thanks for what you guys do, man. I was, I was going down the rabbit hole for the last couple hours out of the porch <laughs> watching. I just love the eclectic like mix of music you do. I was watching the latest one with Corey. And Victor Wooten. Right. Yeah. And, then, and then went to like Radiohead, Osric Tentacles, Dinosaur Jr., Steely Dan, The Beatle, like all over the board, checking them out. So, guys, for everybody out there who d might not know what Galaxy Jams is, like, what's, what's the pitch? Like, how do you explain to people what y'all do? 
So Galaxy Jams Reacts is a program where musicians, music fans, and industry professionals listen to music together and talk about it. That's essentially what it is. You know, I feel that music is such a personal thing. And when you're listening to music together, you're normally like at a concert. So you can only maybe exchange a few words like, oh, that was great. And that's it. Or maybe you're listening to it by yourself or you're in the car and you're like showing your favorite song to someone and they talk the whole time and you can't really get it. Right. And I feel like musicians and people that are in the industry or just anyone that's a music fan, like they're so hyper creative and it's like a thing that they don't really talk about with other people like when you're when you're in a group and you're talking about music like you're making it so you're able to intimately talk about it like that and i feel like a lot of people don't really get to be able to talk about you know music in that way and the fans don't ever get to hear you know in that way right and so uh, i think it's one of those things where it's like an important conversation that people can have that's different than just like telling their life story and there's so much more that can spin off of it you know like we can start listening to a song and they say you know my dad used to play this and we start talking about like that or oh i you know love going to this venue because of this and so it's just a you know essentially it's what it is is four friends listening to music and having a good time wow and the idea for galaxy jams came about through what guys well, um, with the pandemic, uh, we stopped playing music. We were Galaxy Dynamite and uh, we had stopped playing music a little bit before that. We actually were going to go into the studio to do a recording and that got totally screwed up by the pandemic. So um, we just kind of just kind of waited and waited and then kind of came up with the idea of actually Mike did of just having once it started lifting, um, having some jam sessions at his house using the thing that we use, uh, like just like improv jam sessions, um, just using this thing that we use called Jam Hub, which is kind of like a way for everybody to uh, play. He has like an electronic drum kit and everybody to kind of go in. So you're not making noise. So you don't bother the neighbors kind of thing. Mm. And um, and you get really good recordings out of it, too, like kind of high fidelity. So we started doing that. And then we were like, well, why don't we just make a sh- Why don't we make a show out of this? Because we could just stream it live, you know, and kind of just casually do it. And then uh, I kind of made the stupid mistake saying, well, if we're going to do it, why don't we do it right? And then, yeah. <laughs> and then Mike took off in the mic mode and Mike, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah. So <laughs> I started a band called Galaxy Dynamite, and that band is a very, very strange band for two reasons. The first reason why Galaxy Dynamite is so strange is that it lasted for about 10 years. Six years of that was literally only improv. It was three people going on stage and figuring it out right there. And our albums, we would go into the studio and just do improv, right? It started because, uh, you know, I was jamming with some friends and then we said, oh, it sounded so good. Let's do it again. Oh, let's go to the open mic night. And we called it Galaxy Dynamite, which is named after Dragon Ball Z. It's a move by a minor character uh, called Captain Ginyu that he uses. And so essentially that's like the, and then after six years of doing totally improv, we switched to doing literally only straight up written out music. Every single thing is written out, which I think is so weird. And then the second (laughs) thing is that, That uh, I'm the only constant member and the main driving force of the band. And I am a only the drummer and B I don't sing and I don't write music. So for a band to last that long to have people rotating in and out where I'm the only person and I don't sing and I don't write. It's very, very weird, you know, because I'm just a drummer. (laughs) 
Well, you usually know, drummer, drummers are the ones that have a reputation of like being more flighty and bands, tra- you know, yes. change drummers so a lot. You're holding it together. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And wow. so uh, essentially we were going to go. And so EJ uh, joined yeah. me. Essentially, I lost my bass player and I knew EJ from another band and I called him and he made the very fatal mistake of <laughs> saying yes. It's the worst, man worst decision of my life. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I, I lost your, my life after that. Yeah. We just <laughs> Keep each other really busy and um <laughs> essentially besides doing the band me and ej also worked on a few other projects like starfire festival which was a big local festival that was in the front page of the paper and we were very had a lot of notoriety we had a, you know three or four thousand people show up every year so me and ej already have a really good relationship in working together to make projects like an actual thing right because a lot of people talk oh i want to do a festival and it's not easy right so yeah. essentially yes. uh we were going to record and then pandemic happened and then we just mixed all that so time passed and i set up a jam session in my house like a studio to jam and like ej was saying is that the whole thing is uh you can't hear it without headphones so what i would do right. is broadcast it through bluetooth to my living room and i would have parties where there'd be people in my guest room <laughs> in the studio jamming and then i'd have parties listening to uh you know this broadcasted jam so you know a Imagine that we're going right back to the roots of like how I started doing it, which is just some people chilling in a room, jamming and just having a good time. So then, like EJ said, we said, oh, like if we're going to be jamming, why don't we record it? And then we started recording it and I would have like it, it, it started off this little thing that I actually called for a very short amount of time all the way improv because i wanted to be like all the way improv well we go all the way okay you know what i mean yeah well, we just jam right and so i used to have like soundcloud bits coming out and i was like well, no one's gonna listen to like a random soundcloud thing from people that they don't know so you know we decided to put it on video and then ej said well if we're gonna do this on video why don't we do it live and if we do it live we have to be on a consistent schedule and we essentially have to create this program you know right. that's mm. going to happen every week and so that's what happened we had a group of people together and what we would do is we would do three to four 30 minute improv jams and in between we would have the show where we would just kind of talk and bullshit around essentially you talk know with the talk, with, stuff, talk yeah. with the chat you know and it was going really well and so the thing is is that when we were doing it on twitch.tv which is that broadcasting website right and if you want to make money off of twitch you have to be an a twitch affiliate and in order to be a twitch affiliate you have to meet certain metrics and one of the metrics that you must meet is that you need to broadcast seven times a month so we were doing this this jamming show which was really crazy because what we would do is we would jam and do the show and then we would re-listen to it at a quote-unquote after party right afterwards and because when you have a 30-minute jam you know we want to make it into an album so it's like every movement like if you have 30 minutes we listen to it and mark where it's like a different quote-unquote song okay so right now if you look up galaxy jams on spotify you'll see we have like 10 or 15 albums that each album is is like five or six tracks but if you listen to it all the way it's like one you know full piece of music that doesn't stop right, oh, right? so we were so essentially it was really really exhausting because the show would take three or four hours and then we would be up until two three in the morning <laughs> re-listening to every jam and marking where those parts would be so then we can go back and release it as an album and what we would do right. is live stream that process so people could come in on the chat and like name the songs while yeah, we're suggest listening names to and- essentially so we did that and so the thing is is that's really tiring and we were doing it once a week so that's only four broadcasts 
podcasts a week and we needed seven right. a month and we needed seven a month. So we were thinking like, what can we do? Like, you know, what's a reason to go live? I didn't want to do like, um, you know, a rerun. And so EJ had a great idea to, uh, you know, start doing a react show, right? right? Where we just sit around and listen to music and talk about it. So mm-hmm. we did that sometimes and it was getting really, really fun. And then um, we had our first guest, Neil Fro Evans from Dopapod, which was on Jan- uh, July, sorry, June 8th, June 8th 20, yeah. 2022. And then, um, you know, the thing is, is me and EJ are musicians and we want to play music, but we want, you know, a lot of people to hear it and party with us. Right. And so we think that if we put a lot of effort towards this endeavor, then if people fall in love with it, then they'll like anything that we do. And so it would be easier to talk about the jams that we're going to do in the future, you know, because people like the react show. And so essentially it all came out of necessity, you know, like the music started because I wanted to play music. And then, you know, we started doing the, you know, react show. And then it started, it was like that. It's all just kind of one beget the other. So galaxy jams then is the, like the feeder the, the yeah. entry point into the world of yeah. your musical into world. the galaxy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like galaxy jams is like a channel and galaxy jams reacts is just another program on that channel. And I'm right. sure that in the future, we're going to think of other cool, fun things, you know, because me and EJ, like I said, are hyper creative and work really well together. And right. uh, there's no way that that's, you know, the jamming part and the reaction part is going to be the end of it. You know, it's once just, we want, once I want to give up the rest of my life, then we're going to at the movies and- do yeah. either of you have significant others? Because how are they hard. Even tolerating? It's difficult because um, <laughs> that's a really, really good question because it really was because the thing is, is like everything I do in my life, I do it like all the way. I put yeah. everything into it, you know, like I, for the I, had, I, I hadn't noticed. I could feel that, Mike. <laughs> yeah, wow. we put everything into it. And so, uh, you know, when we started getting guests, we had all these really interesting people that were like, oh, let's do it. And, you know, we... I wanted to strike while the lightning with a fire was hot and I didn't mm-hmm. want all these people to just stop talking to me. So we essentially overbooked us. And I remember calling EJ and I was like, EJ, we're literally doing this every day and sometimes twice a day, like five times a week for the next like nine weeks, essentially. Oh, and it was right. It was terrible. But we got you know more than 50 <laughs> shows because the idea is that we're going to launch a podcast and essentially we're going to have all 50 in the day. There's only, oh, you know, shit. a weekly show. There's only what 52, 54 weeks in a year. And so uh, that's like a whole year of content that we, uh, you know, uh, oh. are trying to make. So that way we can relax and we, you know, always have every week something coming out. That's like the goal. So I feel like you're right. It was hard with the significant right now. I feel oh, like dang. a total slacker. We all, we all just looked at each other like, what? I mean, yeah. I need a drink of water after your speech, Mike. <laughs> yeah, it, it was hard. I had to have a talk with my girlfriend and essentially tell her I love yeah. you. And, you know, like this isn't going to be forever. We just got to do this. And yeah. it was hard the last two weeks, you know, that we were doing that, this blitz. It was really hard because uh you know we just don't see each other that much and you're right it's like you have other lives and it's really yeah. hard for me to not drop everything in my life to chase the things yeah. i'm passionate about yeah, full-time about- jobs and everything you know yeah. Wow. so yeah we have full-time jobs where, yeah, where definitely where are you guys at in the world norfolk virginia yeah okay norfolk norfolk virginia norfolk. so norfolk norfolk <laughs> There's a bunch of ways to say it. Okay. <laughs> Norfolk. I like I'm that. blown away. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't know any of that. Like, I've actually been a guest on on Galaxy Jams Reacts. Apple's mm-hmm. going to be one. Mel's going to do one later. Yeah. Cool. Can't wait. I didn't know any of that shit. So, 
I only thing that I knew was that you had a bunch of episodes in the can. That was it. So what really gets me, man, is like when you're creating something new and you have an idea for something, at least generally, mm-hmm. you, you get the sketch and then you start to build the thing. But Mike, it seems like you're driven in a way that's special. And like when you started booking that, because I, I understand booking a show and what the calendar looks like at at what point did it did you stop and go oh shit what was the oh shit point for you (laughs) yeah the oh shit point was like i said i called ej and i was like i couldn't say no to them they couldn't and then i'm like verbally shaking him through the phone he's literally like stop stop. you keep doing it too much you need to stop and you know it was to the point where it was like literally i i didn't have like I, i had to just come home every day and do it but uh you know it's it's one of those things where like i said i wanted to just grab like as much as i could mm-hmm, I that it. way you know we can focus on promoting it and not focus so much on like oh booking the shows and making it already like i have eight of them in november and yeah. i'm already like i can't do more in november like i can't yeah. do it you know like it's i'm like please uh, no because you know i email like literally and this is an exaggerated number i emailed 146 people about eight days ago to do the show 146 people and uh you know they all keep coming back to me you know so it's like i don't expect people to get back to me and they do and they're these really interesting people and like i feel like i can't say no to them and it kind of turns into this like you know they're like can you do this day i'm this really big person and i'm like i'll do whatever you want just be on the show you know what i mean whatever you want so yeah there was an oh shit moment where i called ej and he we literally both were like oh my god i can't believe i did this to us and uh but it's great it's great though in in the long run you know it's it's great he was he he pulls me along kicking the scream and then i'm the guy who tries to pull him back a little bit be like have some sense that's (laughs) our dynamic our dynamic is like he i'm the go-getter and he's the one that has to grab me and save me from myself i know the like feeling. for example during during starfire festival i was like we need like 10 fire dancers and he's like we just need two dude like don't, <laughs> don't do don't do this to me we we still or ended up having pit. like four stages you know what i mean yeah. and it's just so where did know. the genesis of this relationship come whether it was working or personal you know like how did that happen the 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 band yeah or- and came through the band um actually we first met when my band had a practice space in this building where uh, this guy set up a recording studio in the mm-hmm. kind of space next to us. And uh, we were in there, you know, practicing one night and then the guy, you know, galaxy dynamite boys, the three guys come in and that's when we first meet them. Um, and then, uh, you know, I saw you see you around every once in a while. You came to the show where he invited you up on the stage. And that was pretty I cool. loved his band. You know, yeah. the thing is, I try and support local music and any music I can. Right. But I'd have to say, you know, I would be lying if I thought that most of it was great. But I really, truly was so in love with his band. They were called the Kill Circuit. I absolutely loved it. And when my old bass player told me he was leaving to go to California, I sat down with the other two guys, the other guy. And I said, hey, I'm going to call this guy guy ej and if he can't do it that's it we're done because i don't want like a schmo i I know this guy knows good music we're gonna call him we're gonna see if he can do it i called him he could do it the show lived on oh yeah that's how that happened so yeah and then so we started going around and playing festivals and doing a bunch of other stuff and uh and then you know we're recording music i wrote a whole entire album the first album that was actually such a good songwriter and um and put it all together and then we went in the studio and did it and uh then uh 
you know, we were getting, like I said, we were getting ready to do another album and, and pandemic hit. And then all this happened. (laughs) Isn't it weird to think that like such an awful thing that went down with everybody was in a sense, the impetus and the Genesis for something so wonderful for you guys, you know, like that really is, that's the epitome of lemonade out of lemons. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we look at it in a way that, you know, if we wanted to keep going around and like playing all these shows for people and then, you know, driving eight hours and going to playing a show to like a hundred people and this and that, it's like, we can reach more people doing this uh, quicker, Yeah, you know, than, than doing all that. And, and, you know, you get to a point where you're just like, I, I, if I have to sit in the van again for another you know this and that and plus we're working full-time too so it's a lot easier to do this and not have to have like practices and stuff but we fill that up all with like production of the show and everything so it's it that's one thing i wanted to touch on with you guys is that the production quality of galaxy jams reacts is through the roof yeah it's great when when i first saw it i had no clue that it was a new thing i thought that it had been going forever and that this was something that I was just getting turned on to. And um, it doesn't look like something that had just started out. So it's evident that you guys are very talented in that, in that arena, man. I mean, well done. Thank you. Thank you. And it's really all thanks to EJ. I'm not going to lie because number one, he has a lot of experience on the radio. And so just like the way that he's able to design the program and the way he talks, you know, you do have a great great. voice, EJ. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then the second thing is that it looks so good because EJ is also a creative designer and won a bunch of national awards. And so, for example, when we would do our music festival, everyone would always say, oh my God, everything looks so good and put together. And, you know, when you're doing a festival, like the lineup and all the designs and like everything has to look like cohesive. Right. Right. So EJ worked really hard to make that all look good, which is one of the reasons why that was so successful. And I feel like the branding is so purposeful with what we do. And it's all thanks to EJ's talent. You know, he's essentially making how everything looks. And I'm the one in the back that's like reaching out to all the people and like selling the show, essentially. Well, yeah, he's making it happen. And I'm yeah, the guy that makes it look yeah, good. He's the, the, yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's the guy that makes it. And I'm the guy that, that I'm like, and I'm also the guy like we need to look up the people's names and figure out stuff about them. And we got to look up this and, yeah, that and do all do, that kind uh, of stuff and make the show quality, you know, yeah. because it's like and also it's hard because it's I feel like we're DJs in a way because we have mm-hmm. seven songs usually when we're listening with people and like those songs, it has to be a combination of music that the guest picks and music that the fan picks and maybe music that like a very interesting person wants them to listen to and then Mm -hmm. we want and we have to like make it all flow and like make sense in a way and you know have like maybe a running theme in the show or like something like that you know Mm -hmm. just to make it all special and wow that's a lot of premeditation oh yeah yes i'm saying that because you guys mentioned several times you both have day jobs and significant others and you're doing this and you have to be premeditated with just these are small details and mm-hmm. and then the, of course the show the product that you're putting out and then I'm sure some time rehearsal if you're still playing music at some point or some type of practice. Yeah, like, well, gone. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say. Well, the rehearsal thing is uh, we just do it improv, so not really. We're not really doing rehearsal of music, but as far as like getting the songs together and everything, that is a lot of hours. Yeah. Um, How many the, guys the, do you have in a day? Because 
it seems like, <laughs> yeah. it seems yeah. like you're working with way more than 24 that. hours. Yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of people say that to, to us, you know, and to me, but I feel like I'm like lazy as hell, to be honest with you. And it's like, you know, like, I feel like I really want it, you know, and when you, you really want like something, yeah. Yeah. you have to do it. And like, it's like, I feel like I just want it bad, you I know, and with uh, Galaxy Dynamite, you know, I booked, we played 500 shows and I booked every single one of them. So oh. I was like in that game, you know, the festival circuit and, you know, reaching out to all these bands and doing street teaming and like making all the things come together. And like it actually, I feel like this game that we're playing with this show is so much easier. You know, it's like not as, you know, like for example, when you're in a band, the more that you put into it, then the more that you have to put into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, it's so getting it's bigger. Like, yeah, exactly. It's getting bigger. You got to play more you got to record more you got to jump more into it you know and with this show it's like you know even if we you know reach our wildest dreams we're 99 still just going to be in the studio doing it you know yeah. and so that's what makes us really happy is that you know i i don't if i can tell my girlfriend like hey there's probably no way we're gonna like leave for four months and go on tour like right. a mobile band you know so and that makes it easier and uh i another thing i want to comment also is that the it's a lot less work than it was like designing the room we we used yeah. to have like a diagram of how we were going to do it and we would pour over this diagram for weeks and weeks and weeks to try and figure out technology technologically how we're going to make it so that we can jam and the scenes and the audio and everything it looks and sounds amazing and then we had to you know figure out where the position in the room it's going to be because it's a small room and then we had to design all the scenes and like all the software and we made sure that it Jeez. wasn't just me and ej like it wasn't just one of us knowing it like we both right. like we both have to know how to do this thing that way when we're troubleshooting it's not just one of us looking at the other one like oh you figure it out you know <laughs> so which is good because then it means that we're all in the same but what mm -hmm. i'm trying to say is that all that work was front loaded and now i feel like once we get this podcast off and it's just you know a routine of doing the show making another podcast doing it i feel like it'll hopefully settle out and not be could, as hard could you do oh. me a favor and just repeat that one more time that whole uh, thing to oh, these sure. two for me just <laughs> right. good. Uh, just uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. we yeah, heard it loud and clear hard. the first time aaron yeah yeah it's, it's hard you know and um but uh i feel like uh it's one of those things like i said that we can do it all the time like even if we want to take a break or like whatever it's not like a band like a band if mm -hmm. you stop if you're not going up then like you're going down right. that's like what it's like as a right. band and once you start going down it's like steep as hell and so it's like uh you know we can stop for a bit and then you know i could sell out a five thousand person venue and then in three years no one's gonna care right but i could have a very famous person on my show and in three years i can still tout that to get anyone else i want or whatever well, right and, so that's and also what makes it a lot are, easier people are always that lives forever on the internet so yes. that that show is not over mm -hmm. when it's over it lives forever and new people can come and yeah. see that all the time so as your Correct. audience grows those people are going to have a backlog of new shit to go look at that's going to be endless mm -hmm. at some point oh, yeah. you know and that, yes. that's kind of what's happened with us is like now when a new listener comes to no simple road they've got almost 300 episodes that they can go back and pick and choose the people that oh, yeah. they want to listen to and and that was uh, honestly I got to give you credit, man. You a lot your, of premeditation. Yeah, your um, your method is way more uh, intentional than than what I've done. The, a lot of what has happened with No Simple Road has been uh, organic, kind of just that's what happened, and then we did it. You know what I mean? And 
of course, I am the one that books the show, and I, I've reached out to almost all the people that we've ever had on. That That's true. But, like, the success of the show and the, the steps and things that have happened to us along the way, I, I wasn't shooting for that stuff most of the time. And, I, like I said, I have to give you credit for being able to see that road ahead of you and, and oh, like kind yeah. of map it out. Oh yeah. That's tough, uh, man. Well, that's we quite a that. visionary. You're that that's what that is. That's a visionary to kind of see not just where you want to be, but how to get there. Uh oh, like yeah. like map it out. Not everybody has that capability. Like people have the capability of keeping up what's happening with them at the time. And I think that's what we've all done. Like we're like, oh shit, we're gonna do this now. Oh, we're gonna do this. We didn't mm-hmm. sit back and be like, oh, we're gonna do this, that, and that. We're starting to do it. Save that for later, and we're put it at, like. And here's the formula to make yeah, sure we all know how to um, do. It. I think we could tell. I'll take yeah, some notes here. So thank you for mm-hmm. being well, so insightful and sharing so much because I mean we have very different products, but a similar kind of a you know industry we're working in, and to hear you guys with such busy schedules and things to pull it off, and not just like pull it off. It's elegant and beautiful and intentional and high quality and fun and silly and serious. And that's not easy to do. Mm-mm. So kudos to both everybody involved and your partners. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Also the, the thing I was going to add to is, I mean, that, that, that shows a lot of, for lack of better words, like a lot of balls and confidence to do it the way you did to, to send out 146 email <laughs> and start getting all these people doing that many shows a night. Like you knew we're like, we're right. doing this. It's going to work. We're getting right. this all done. And, yeah. you know, instead right. of like, yeah, let's do a couple and see how it goes. No. See what our reaction is. You're like, you're like, laughs no, at that. you're like, we're like doing this and yeah. it's going to happen. That's, that's yeah. gutsy. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's funny too. Cause it's like, um, you know, there's times where, you know, along this journey that I've been kind of like, oh, you know, is this working or he's been this and each one, you know, we we kind of bolster each other up on that end of things, um, even kind of every other day sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but um, but because we the one thing that we do is it's constant communication. I mean, Mike and I probably talk like 10 to 12 times a day. Um, Let, that's not exaggeration. I'm not kidding. I, I can literally that's wake a, up. That's a brotherhood. We talk all the time. <laughs> yeah, because we're always talking about the project. You know, you always want to brainstorm. And, you know, like I said, me and EJ, we used to do this music festival, but then we also yeah. used to play at it. And when you're under that much pressure to throw this very big, you know, event while also yeah. having yeah. two sets of music that you got to perform at it while you're doing the show is mm-hmm. very, very, very high pressure. And me and EJ went through that many times together. And, uh, we know that we can work together, you know, whatever we want to do. It's right. like a lot of trust right. that we're both capable and can, can do it in our friendship. It'll grow stronger instead of it, you know, breaking it apart. It, and let, let's, we haven't even touched on the guests that you've had on the show. You, you oh, guys, yeah. you guys have, um, that was the other thing. And I think I told you this when, when I was on the show with you, mm-hmm. the other thing that made me, think that you guys have been around forever was the guests that you had on the show and like the caliber of folks that were coming to experience just listening to music with you guys. And, and Thank I'm, you. I, I'm curious cause it's, it's a very eclectic bunch that that's one yes. thing I wanted to mention to the people that are listening is that don't let the name fool you. It's not just jam band centric. 
This right. is music centric. This is right. the music world. And, and jams in the bigger sense of the word. Yeah. And right. uh, <laughs> I'm just curious, like, f- how are you going about picking the people that you're getting on the show? And also there's two parts. Um, also, who's your favorite that you've had on for, for each of you? So I pick the thing is, is that like, okay, so we first started the show, right? We didn't have any guests. We we're trying to think of who we're going to do. And what we did was we would lit each our team would react to music and send it to them and just be like, Hey, like, do you like this, you know, reaction that we did? And I remember I sent it to Dopapod and they were the first people that like shared it out. And the band was like, Oh, we all watched the video. And we really like what you said. So I was like, cool. Why don't we, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do another one of your songs. And then why don't you have, you know, the drummer come on and be in the show. And so essentially it started off with me emailing about a hundred people and literally one person got back to me. So then I re emailed all the other hundred people again and i said hey i got this one person and then three people got back to me and then i re-emailed all 100 people again and i said hey yeah. i got these three people and it's like it just keeps growing like that and even though we you know started in you know jam band world that's because that's the game that i understand and that's the universe mm-hmm. that i'm familiar with but you know we definitely can't wait to you know keep branching more and more into not only like industry people like mm-hmm. i want to get the head of booking agencies and the head of publicist companies and you know, management companies like mm-hmm. that's who I think is so fascinating. But I want to also go into like politicians and like Whoa. CEOs yeah. and like people that play actors, yeah. like anybody that likes music, they can talk about it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, to answer your question, it's essentially uh, I literally just reach out to any person, you know, that I see that has their information public that, you know, I can chase after wow. <laughs> right wow. now. You know what I mean? And uh, people <laughs> that are interesting and that uh, make music that we like and um you know it's it's getting to the point now where right now every single person that we've ever gotten and everything that we've ever done is only done by people's belief in the idea of what we're doing hey that's a great idea i want to be on the show but once we can deliver something more than just a good idea once i can say hey not only is this like a good idea but you'll have forty thousand people watch it in the next 48 hours after we do it then that's when i think is going to be a lot different because then it's like Mm -hmm. i can really get who I want to, because not only is it the guests that come on the show, but it's the people that suggest music. For mm-hmm. example, we uh, had Tom Hamilton Jr. on the show, Great which show. is, you know, played uh, with J-Rad and things like that. And so what I got was I'm really, really big fans of his. And I really like Brothers Past, which is one of his first mm-hmm. bands, which is like a Livetronica band. So I got Tim Palmieri and Barber, right, the guitar players for Lotus and the Disco Biscuits to recommend music for him. And then because he's playing in Grateful Dead adjacent things. I got um, Dennis McNally, who's, uh, I guess, their pub- Grateful Dead's publicist. Right. And then I got uh, Steve Kimmock to rep- to recommend music for him as well. So it kind of like took people on a journey through like his career by these people that's like suggesting music for him. So it's not oh, wow. just like the person that's on the show. It's like other people that want to suggest music for him. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason how we're getting people is it starts with, hey, can you suggest a, a song for this person? 
person. And then that turns into, Hey, just come on the show yourself. So that's like, it's like, it's like on purpose, like we're intentionally reaching out to these people in other ways before asking them to be on the show. And then also we are, we're intentionally being, you know, this isn't the best word, but we're intentionally being like incestuous in that we're trying to get like, you know, this, all these people, they all know each other. They all hang out. They all go to dinner parties together. All of them. Like you think of any big band, right? All the big bands, all their representation, they all know each other. It's on purpose because, you know, they all are trying to keep this boat afloat so they can feed their families. And so they all cling together so they can keep creating this giant umbrella, which is, you know, drawing money and making it so everybody's happy. Right. And so if I keep getting them one by one by one and getting cracks in this egg, they're all having a good time. Eventually that egg's going to crack. They're all going to talk to each other. And it's just going to be this thing where people keep coming on and people keep like, <gasps> in and that's the whole game that we're trying and, to play and that is exactly oh, yeah. it's exactly what's happened here i know it's just yeah. it, it's yeah. it's beautiful to hear you say it like that it's because that's exactly what happens one mm-hmm. person just needs to get involved with this gorgeous idea from really well thought out and like I said earlier high production and then here's another one another how could you not want to be involved in something well, so fun and part of something that like Aaron said earlier that is going down it's it'll be it's living it's infinite at this point well and, mm-hmm. and like Mike was saying too at the point that you can tell somebody hey when you come on there's going to be 40,000 views on this thing in the next 24 to 48 hours. It changes the game on what the thing is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, it, period. It becomes a, a promotional tool. And, and, so, and so like f- reaching out to a, a politician or an industry professional, it, it become it behooves them to come on the show at that point. Correct. Right. Wow. And um, what Smart. one thing I really like about No Simple Road is that you guys mentioned that you have like 300 episodes and, you know, you can start by picking and choosing guests that you like. But then the thing is, is that when people listen to your program, they fall in love with you. Mm-hmm. And so then when they start at the beginning, they're starting because they love you guys. Right. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, like I like the guests. Oh, it's OK. But I really care about these people that are doing this program. And that's why I want to start in the beginning so I can get to know them and be on the journey together with them. And that's why I like what you guys do so much is that you do have cool guests but it's like focused on like what it's like a gonzo style that you guys go Mm -hmm. through right which i really really like the way that y'all do it and uh that's something that hopefully in the future that we can emulate as well that when people they like what we say and you know the guest is cool but it's like they fall in love with what we do and you know that's the goal so then when we start jamming again people start listening and they care that's like the goal the goal is like we're doing the the react show but we're musicians and we can't wait to start jamming again and use the notoriety from the react show to draw an audience so that when we're playing we have people blowing up the chat and we're having a good time well done you know what you know what though man i I, I have a prediction for you for real i i don't think you have any idea what's going to happen with this thing i think let's go i think that this is going to be well beyond anything that you can you can even try and chart out right now Uh, um this scene that we're all a part of is experiencing something really unique in this moment in time that we're living in. We are in a Renaissance right now. Um, We just went through the dark ages of two years of COVID. All these creative driven, hardworking, dedicated musicians and industry professionals had nothing to do, but think 
for two years and work on stuff that they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Now, now when you go to a live show, I, I know that these guys have experienced it. We just experienced it last night. The level of playing and the production, the, the, the vibe that's at every show is amplified times 10. And we're seeing this renaissance. It's happening right now. And we're, we're in it. And, Luckily enough, we're doing what we're doing and we're chronicling a moment in time. This is like a a time capsule of 2020 on, right? And I don't think that, especially with what you're doing, you can fully see what the potential for that thing is right now. I think that it's going to be well beyond what you imagine. I'm dropping into the middle of the episode to give you an important announcement that has come from our alien overlords out in outer space, they want you to know that you need good weed. Good weed is what you need. And you need to go to Where define find premium that? cannabis to get your good weed. That is my alien voice. Tell them more, Apple. That's a weird alien voice. So we have uh, one location now in Hillsboro, which is our big store. The Forest Grove one is no longer, but now all of our inventory is at Hillsboro. So come check us out. we got a lot of exciting things that are going to be happening, building up the inventory, bringing on new farms, all kinds of stuff. So if you are up here, make sure to come in. Tell us that you are a listener of No Simple Road. I listen to No Simple Road. The aliens told me to come here. Well, right on, sir. Here's your 10% discount. Here's a free T-shirt. Here's a free lighter. Here's a button. Here's a thing. Here's a grinder. We're going to hook you up with all kinds of things. I'm coming in for the thing. Yeah, here's a thing, man. You know, use it as you will. But come in. Tell us what's wrong with you. We will get you hooked up out the door with a smile, headed home to smile even more once you use our incredible product to make yourself feel better. So come on in. The aliens are happy, and now they're going to allow us to go back to the episode. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Thank you. And uh, one thing that you told me, which I've been thinking about ever since you told me, was that we're in the Wild West. And one thing that I've been thinking in terms of like this podcast ideas and like how it's going to be proliferating into the culture and creating a marketplace together. And one thing is like I was thinking about is like, okay, so for example, let's say I'm in a band, right? And I want to book a show. There's a standard, a market standard in how you reach out, what the deals are, when you show up, who's going to do what. But with podcasts, there is no market standard yet. It's just like, oh, podcasts are getting bigger. You know, like there's an article that came out that like people are paying a lot of money to be on podcasts. It seems that it's like this one thing that hasn't been consolidated yet. It hasn't been regulated or, you know, had a standard put in yet. It's like an emerging still thing like, 
you know, there's big podcasts that like are supported by pockets of media companies that are, you know, devoting time for this. But besides that, it's kind of just this big, you know, pool of all these different ideas that are bubbling up. And I can't wait to see how it all grows because I think that long form audio broadcasts and production is like, you know, people like listening to it on commutes and mm -hmm. it's like that, you know, I think that it's going to be like a thing. I think that more and more as it is, people are going to really, really enjoy. I mean, audiobooks was a thing, right? right? I still and people really to like. I, I right. think about like this too, like when, um, you know, I'm 44. So like when I was growing up, sitcoms were huge and you'd have, it was a season, you know, you waited for the whole season. You had to wait every week to see the next one. And mm -hmm. then we got to this, you know, Netflix where you can binge things and everything's like so right. fast, you know, podcasts are like little treasure chests waiting to be discovered by the finder, by the listener, by the viewer, because you can, like Aaron said, he was like, I didn't even know you guys were new or old or he didn't have any clue, no inkling. And so that's how it is. It's like this um, timeless, um, really rich piece of, you know, like I said, like a treasure that you get to find at any stage of your life. A 14 year old kid could find it. A 70 year old, you know, you know, widow can find it like anybody in between. And it mm -hmm. is something that is always giving you know it's 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 an alive thing well and, and the other side of this too is that you know the the whole wild west thing prior to podcasting if you wanted to be a broadcaster ej you know this you had to have yeah. an fcc license to be on the right. air to broadcast the that not being a thing obviously we're not broadcasting on airwaves we're on the great internet, point but that opened things up and to the bad and the good, right? right? So as soon as you start doing something outside the box like that, it opens you up to the realm of the unexpected. Yeah, possibility. Right? And we don't know what's going to happen with this yet. It, it Just because Joe Rogan has a successful podcast that makes millions of dollars every year or Duncan Trussell or the other great podcasters that are out there, um, Adam Curry is another one mm -hmm. just because of that, that doesn't set the industry standard yet. That's mm -hmm. three people. Right. Mm -hmm. So we don't know. And, and, and dare we say we're all part of that industry, yeah. and you know, like when, and the creation of the, the genesis of how it'll be. Right. Like when we went to the peach festival and they were asking, they asked us to come and we went out there when we got home. I was like, look, we are creating the industry standard for podcasts going to a festival. And I'm not saying that in any egotistical, like we are, da, da, da. I'm saying it like nobody's really fucking doing that. So whatever we do is, is setting the bar, whether we're correct, whether it's great or not, it doesn't matter. It, not. Yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with <clears throat> us. Like it's just happens to be us in that position. And so it, I think it, it's important for all of us that are doing this thing to really be mindful of that and like pay attention as we're going forward because we're all creativity engines. We're manifestors. We make shit happen, right? Like as a human being, that's your whole life is doing that. I'm not just saying us, but humans, we do that. We create stuff. And if we're intentionally focused on creating things the way we want them to be, there's a, higher likelihood that that's how it's going to go down. Right. And, and I yeah. think, and I think we're in a really unique position where this 
medium is concerned to to be able to make it the way that we want it and the way that we think it should be yeah when like i said i'll go back to the band thing when i'm trying to start a band and play shows there's a certain framework that i need to follow a certain circuit that's like this beaten path that other bands have forged, right? right? Mm-hmm. This band played this string of shows at these venues and another band behind him and another band behind him. And then all of a sudden that's like the string of venues that you got to play when you're going on that path. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, there's like, a, like festivals and things like that. There's like a framework that's already there, like a, a standard, like I said before, mm-hmm. and with podcasts, like you said, like any, most moves you make, there isn't, a framework. There isn't like you start a podcast and then you post it there and then you post it there and then you'll be successful because those five other people did that. Mm-hmm. It's not that yeah. yet, you know? <laughs> so it's totally uh, like you said, the wild west for good and bad because it can be bad because it can be daunting where you're like, oh, like, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like we're just kind of shooting from the hip and figuring it out. But then it can be really limitless because you're like, this is a game that in the grand scheme of things, not a lot of people have played yet and i'm ready to play yeah and so it's like you know you can have a band and be amazing and be the best musicians but at the end of the game there's a lot of at the end of the day there's a lot of people playing that game so Mm -hmm. it's it's hard you know what i mean but there's really not that many people in terms of you know like you said there's a lot of great podcasts but there's not that many of them yet you know in terms of people that are going to listen consistency too is the other part of this that i'm that i at least that so ej says i've seen that's all i preach that like weekly preaches it to me yeah like what's your what's your take on that ej i just think you know i mean and everything that i've read um people just um i think they'll keep coming back to you when they can rely on you as a content creator you know um and that's what i've read about uh reaction shows i've read that about like twitch streaming shows podcasts and stuff like that it's like if you do it and then stop doing it and kind of relax about it then people are going to forget who you are and they're going to be like well every time i go there it's the same stuff so i've already listened to everything you know but if you're constantly putting something out you're constantly staying top of mind it's kind of a marketing thing too right Right. because that's what i do i'm a creative director for an agency and marketing and um so it's kind of the same thing with any business really is to keep top of mind. You got to keep your name out there. You got to keep consistently promoting yourself, no matter who you are. I mean, that's why Coca-Cola runs ads. Like, do they really need to run ads? Yeah, they need to run ads. So people don't forget about Coca-Cola, you know, they still do it because it's a top of mind thing. So um, it's kind of the same thing. Consistency. Um, and like, you know, with TV shows and stuff like that, if you think about TV shows, I mean, the streaming shows, it's a little bit different now, but back in TV shows, you know, every Friday night at nine, I'd watch this one show, you know, and it was kind of the constant thing that you could rely on that show being on or whatever. So it's, um, you know, I just think consistency and people know that you're constantly going to be putting out something new. So they keep you in mind to like to keep checking back. And I think that's, that's kind of the key. You're right. Yeah. Too, Cause people forget about stuff. There's so many really things. People have goldfish brains. Totally. There's yeah. so many cool things to look at on the internet, on YouTube, on wherever, that if you don't have something literally reminding you like, hey, Galaxy Jam just well, posted or whatever, mm-hmm. you will just forget. That, that that just struck a point with me. I can now kind of give an explanation. Your thing about consistency, because mm-hmm. something I love in this household, I'm the only one, is Saturday Night Live. Saturday yeah. Night Live sucks half the time now. It's been bad for years, up and down. Mm-hmm. But the consistency of it, it's been in my childhood. It started in 1975 in my childhood, mm-hmm. and it's always been there. 
It's never mm-hmm. gone away. I know I can tune in and hear that band playing the SNL thing. Even if it sucks, it's warm blanket. It's right. consistency and and wow. they play and they pull it off sometimes. Yeah, a yeah, lot of it falls a, flat, but sometimes. It, it, but that just struck it. That just struck me. It that was makes like sense. it's a consistency. Yeah. I've always been able to know on Saturday night that's going to be there for. Well, right. and can I just say one thing too? If we're back no. to back to the um, regular <laughs> media TV. They had, Mike, like you were saying, they have a standard, a way that they do things and like with the, right. the booking and the, you know, like all the, all those types of things, there's no standard for podcasting. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was going back to earlier. Like we're making it up. We mm-hmm. have to be as consistent two days a week, three days a week, however many days a week we make up the next David Letterman's or you know howard stern's or what no i'm just well you know you never know what we could be right you know like we're writing the book you guys could be this incredible historic cool thing where like musicians get to like send their kids like i was on this cool show once you know when they just started like again because you don't know how good it's going to be and somewhere that you can send somebody and i don't know i just i'm really i love this conversation i didn't expect that i would get so much um, for our show from listening to you yeah, guys, guys yeah. you guys are amazing. Well, I, I love like, we're talking, like this industry. That's one, one reason I feel like a lot of times I live in confusion kind of because of working. I, I do this and then I mm-hmm. work in the cannabis industry. Well, you're still, which awesome. nobody know. I mean, it's six years in the legalization up here. We're still fucking, it's in its infancy. Nobody right. really knows. There was no thank you. Yeah, there there's no SOP. This is my dream. Legal <laughs> You know, yeah, there's no guidebook for how to be successful in the crazy weed world. And right. yeah, right. it, it, it's a trip. Same I work thing, yeah. And that's why a lot of the times it's over legislated because, uh, you know, the government tries to like set these guardrails, you know, which people can take advantage of and it can kind of turn weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also wanted was thinking about what you said about SNL. And the thing is, is that, you know, I think consistency is good because I feel like people's brains are all it is, is neural pathways that are forged by repeated interaction right so it's like you said like when i watch saturday night live i'm thinking about when i was a kid and i'm thinking about all these things and it's like these pathways you know if you haven't watched saturday night live in like a year and you start listening to it and you hear that familiar music you start thinking about all this stuff right and so it's like that's why it's important to do it consistently because when people see that you're doing it it's like if they do it two times tune in three times it's like people love being habitual right and so like it's all about catching them over and over and over again. So then like their brain just tells them to keep turning in. It's like, that's why I feel like consistency is so key when you're trying to get, you know, right. anybody to kind of care about what you're doing because you got to break into that, you know, uh, giant, uh, you know, all of the stimulus are right? like every day mm-hmm. there's like advertisements screaming at you for your attention and your money. And you got to like rise above it to make sure that you get, you know, people's attention, you know, throughout like what's, you know, the whole world's like feeding them every day. It, yeah. Right. And like, even on YouTube, what we do with YouTube, um, for the most part, we have a video premiering every day. So yeah, if you literally subscribe every to day. Us and you have the bell clicked or whatever, every day, 
Yeah. There's a new video for you to look Cause, at. Because every, every show we listen to about seven to eight songs. Yeah. And when we break it up into different videos, that's seven to eight videos. And so oh, that means that wow. every show is like a week of videos. So yeah. if we have 50, 60 shows, you know, that's times seven and times eight. That's how many we got. So we're going to keep it rolling every single day yeah, on we've, YouTube. That got yeah. so many waiting to come out. Like, it's ridiculous. So yeah, do you guys ridiculous. like take, take um, uh, turns like editing or you guys pick, both do it? Like one, you do one, I do one? <laughs> Like how I can does tell that? by the smile of TJ. <laughs> no, actually, no, it's, it's Mike. Mike does oh. the video editing, um, and he does the podcast editing. And I'll do the podcast editing, and I do all yeah. the like uh, art for the uh, YouTube channel, okay. and all the cards, all the different cards that make those, and all the social cards that come up, like for when we're promoting a guest coming on. Um, and so I do all that, and I'm like, I just made a new website, and like, you know, I'm kind of, I'm the guy that's making all the pretty things to look at yeah and then mike's doing the videos and he's getting everybody on the show Damn. yeah that's essentially the how we did and i remember when we first started the show i knew how important videos were going to be and had absolutely and I was no idea <laughs> yeah he was doing the videos and i was like it can't be just you and i don't know how to do this so i like literally just taught myself how to do it just so we could you know this so i wouldn't rely on someone else to, to bring these out i'm like i'm gonna right. do it because i know that i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna do a good job so, so. That, okay, so that, that's amazing. So, the, like, this morning, I, that's one thing I liked in this world of, like, short attention span theater, the way you broke it into clips. So like, this morning, the first one right. I watch is uh, mm-hmm. is with Victor Wooten and right. Corey Wong. So, you, you have, like, I mean, you, you put that out as one small episode, mm-hmm. but you have six more parts to that. Yes. Five or six of well, other songs and- being reviewed with Russ Lawton sitting in with mm-hmm. you. And then the other thing, too, is our podcast. What it will do is we have the whole entire thing. So in between those songs, there's like a lot of. So what are you doing now with your you know, we do interviews with them. So so if you listen to the whole thing as a whole, you're hearing like, you know, hey, at the beginning, we're asking you what you had for lunch or, you know, we're talking in the middle of a song and then like something spurs a separate conversation, which like uh, say with like um, Bill Lawrence from Snarky Puppy, who we just had on, like he was uh, we talked a little bit about it in a song and then in between that song and another song we had a whole discussion about like how free it is to play solo by yourself because you can go anywhere you want musically right and so we had this whole conversation about that like yeah i could do it this way i could play it slow it down speed it up whatever and so there's a lot of that that you don't get by watching just the reacts show right so yeah those videos those videos are supposed to be just little fishing hooks that when people are swimming in the sea they catch they they catch one and then they're like yoink and then they're like oh i like that and then they go to what we're doing and that's it we got them so that's why we're doing it because for example you talked about one that we listen to music uh with um uh, Corey Wong and Victor Wooten and I think mm-hmm. that, that was you know Russ Lawton from Train of Sazer band. So no, that was what? was that? Yeah. Or no, I no. Think so I think was it was because I, I we Russ, just watched it. It was, was Russ Lawton. Him. You're right. You're right. And Sorry. so if you like any of those things, then in the ether you could find one and then like it and then bam, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. We, we got you. I want to. So I want to go back to something that you said earlier when we were talking about like um, the industry and stuff. You you had mentioned you know like these booking agents and the big bands and their crews and their publicists, like they all know each other and they're, they all stick together because they're trying to build something that will sustain them and feed yes. their families. And all. okay. That's how I feel with you guys. <laughs> we're, we're in the same boat, man. Mm-hmm. We're trying right. to do the same thing. And I don't feel like it's a competition. We're no not, way. it's not the same. 
It's we are doing our no. own things, but we're in the same business. And I think that's one of the things that it, for me, like if I had my choice to be able to build podcasting any way that I could and I do, right? Because we mm-hmm. building this thing from the ground up is that we work together to help each other. And I think that that puts a different kind of energy into the work that we all do. And it's just better that way. Unless it, it sure does feel a lot better than trying to compete with other people and comparing yourself to them and like, Oh fuck, they booked this guest and uh, they were already on our show. That's Mm -hmm. all that stupid shit. Like, let's just agree to do away with that shit. And like, let's promote the shit out of each other and see what happens. You know what I I mean? I know exactly what you mean. And I think it all comes down to how secure you are Mm, in yourself and your product, Mm. because, you know, I feel like no matter what, you know, I really like what we're doing. I think we're doing a good job. So I'm not even worried about what anyone else is doing except to get inspired by them. You know what I mean? And to, you know, to work together with them. And I feel like only someone that doesn't truly believe in what they're doing and doesn't truly are secure with themselves would look at anyone else as quote unquote competition. You know what I mean? Because even when I was in a band, you know, and doing it, I would see another band getting really, really big. And someone would say, oh, doesn't that suck? Look at that band getting big and you're not. And I'm like, well, that's good for me because then they're not playing the same venues I want to play. And that (laughs) leaves more room for me to get in and take the vacuum. You know, they're getting big and playing stadiums or whatever. So now I can come behind them and play those small gigs that they're not playing anymore. You know, and that's the way I've always looked at it with everything Mm -hmm. I've done, you know, super healthy. Well, you know, and, and, I, and, it is. and Aaron, when we had a we had a discussion offline with Aaron and and one thing that you said that rang true and kind of like we keep repeating to each other since that um, was, you know, even if there's somebody else doing the exact same thing I'm doing, it's they're not me Mm-mm. doing right. it. They're not you doing no simple road. There's you. You were the only ones that could do no simple road. You know, correct. Um, they might be somebody out there trying to do the same thing, but they're not the same person. So it's not going to come across the same. Yeah, yeah. I wonder 100%. where Aaron yeah. heard that from. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we've really been talking about that. Yeah, we really <laughs> do it. Yeah, we think, uh, we totally believe it. Well, yeah, we totally believe it, and it's How something is, that we yeah, talk about. This world is humongous. Yeah. Everybody right. could do whatever the hell they want and we still have space for more people to do what they want. So That's right. why get all your panties in a bunch by looking at somebody else's stuff? That means you're off task and get your mm-hmm. nose back in oh, your own shit. business. Yeah. And that, there, there's a big pie. And I feel like when you're operating in a musical multiverse, right, it's easy for you to think that everything is contained in that you know, world. Right. But there's so much more. Think of all these different bands that exist that are in totally different universes that you don't even know about. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, for example, when I go see fish, you know, I can come away thinking everyone in the world knows about fish. Look at all these people. They're so stoked. But to, you know, most of the world, 
they don't even know what fish is. And for another, most of the world, they're like, that's just hippie shit. Bam. End of story. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's like, there's so much out there. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, tend to box themselves into like, you know, what they know of, and you just kind of got to break out of it and, and know that there's such a huge pie, yeah. you know, you shouldn't be trying to nibble on the little slice <laughs> on the slice that everyone else is trying to nibble on. Yeah. There's like way, way, way more. Mind your right. business. Yeah. I'll tell you that that's part of like talking about all this in the industry. That's part of the problem that has happened with the cannabis industry, uh, not just here, but in a lot of state everybody started out as being in it together like we're going to learn this and it has turned into such unhealthy competition of people oh, yeah. backstabbing put other companies down having that attitude of like we're the shit everybody else sucks and i'm yeah. witnessing that as disheartening well, sometimes and it's, it's, to what? be like man you guys you used to all be friends and now you hate each other and are putting each other down it's weed everybody especially yeah. here in oregon everybody's growing it Everybody yeah. can grow weed. It's a, you know, mm-hmm. and it's uh, most of it is damn good. But then they get to, you know, you get that jealousy and, mm-hmm. and that, and that greediness, greediness has come yeah. into it. And, and it comes into money, you know, when money's thrown in that situation, yeah, when it's it gets to be that say. big, it's hard for people to separate that, you know? Yes. So well, have you guys well, talked about that? If you become like one, you become ultra successful and money is being thrown around. Cause that is a huge, very like big well, possibility. Well, like the one thing we have talked around about if we got big, like, so there's one thing that we don't really do as much right now, which is like really kind of work with smaller bands and like local bands and stuff like that, that we like, uh, just for the simple fact that, you know, right now it doesn't really benefit them nor us because we're trying to build our audience. Right. And for us to listen to bigger bands and stuff like that, it's, it helps us get more audience quicker because of like what you're saying is like, there's way more people that are into Aerosmith than, you know, than this other band, Lotus. right. So then Lotus even, you know, <laughs> but we love Lotus. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like we're like when we if if it does pop off and we get big, that's when we're going to start having those people on because that's one thing we always wished when we were doing our thing locally or regionally or whatever, is that somebody like would give us that chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So which we if we have the audience who when we drop a video and it gets forty thousand likes in a month, then I want forty thousand views. Someone. Yeah. That would actually help somebody. That's but right now, right. at this point, it's kind of like building. You're right. So yeah, and if I had a local band on the show right now, it wouldn't really matter that much to them because nobody would watch it, you know, yeah, because yeah, it's like totally. in the grand scheme of things, not a lot of people. But, you know, when we if we do are successful, I can't wait to uplift yeah. other bands and music that, you know, people don't really know about. I'll tell you and other shows. And, you know, I mean, that's the thing is like because we played that game so many years, you know, so yeah. like yeah, we can't wait to get big to be able to help everybody else get big. That's really what I want to do. You that's know, really, you know what, I really want someone to say, oh, I was on Galaxy Jam's React. Yeah. because i was on it i got this opportunity you know like i would do anything to, yeah. to help someone get that that mm-hmm. is That's really cool. one of my absolute favorite things about doing no simple road mm-hmm. is a local to whatever city band reaches out to the show and we have them on and i say that only because we're finding music that we never would have Mm-hmm. found out about yeah. and some of it's become some of our favorite shit oh my I, gosh last night we were it was like three in the morning and listening to that we just had this band on grassy sounds and mm-hmm. 
fucking amazing, amazing, amazing musicians. And I would have two guys, two guys. I would have never known about it without this show. And so Mm -hmm. having the smaller bands on has not only not only does it help them, but for us, it helps us because it's exposing us to stuff we never would have known about otherwise. Mm -hmm. It's it's dope that way. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of like, like you, you, go ahead. You got, well, I just gonna say like like bands like like dogs in a pile, for you know mm-hmm. it's been years since we first had them on, right? And uh, was it Mojo Hand? Like a lot of Mojo. These, Mojo. Uh, Mo- oh, Mojo Hand, yeah, yeah, Mojo right. Hand, uh, Aggy. Mm-hmm. These I mean, like we had Goose on when we didn't even know who Goose was, mm-hmm. and they were just young and stuff, and this was young music, and, and now to see these guys coming up and stuff. It, mm-hmm. it is great. is amazing and the, and then like yeah. the local bands here in portland we have they're like our family they're like our kids mm-hmm. almost because yeah. a lot of them are younger it's band up here <laughs> family mystic and sponge like all these local boys that that mm-hmm. like lo- look up to us but we also look up to them even though we're like the elders we we really support each other and love to like blast everything out there that they're doing and get it in mm-hmm. front of people because we believe in it i i uh Wait, what were you going to say, EJ? Oh, I was going to talk about uh, we had uh, the uh, uh, founding, uh, one of the founding guys from like uh, Floyd Fest um, mm, on. And Chris, he was, Chris Hodges. Yeah, Chris Hodges. And uh, he kind of, you know, he's been doing that for a long time with his festival, Floyd Fest. Uh, he, you know, did it with the we were, talked with him about the Avid brothers. Right? right. So he had he had had them on. Uh, he was like, you know, I'll give you a spot and put you in front of a lot of people, you know, but you got to play for free. And they said, okay, they did it. And then, you know, years, you know, a couple of years later, he was like headlining them, you know, um, cause it just got them popular. And so he does that with bands and, and, you know, has a competition to get them in the festival and other festivals do that too. Um, which I always think is great as well. Cause I mean, that's when we were out playing around, I was like, oh, if they just let us open up for them. Yeah, you guys if are, I just had one chance you you two as a band are doing something like very different yeah like in the way that the you got off the the treadmill of the band of the traditional right. band Grind. way and right. I've yeah. always thought that I was like isn't there a smarter way I don't know what it is I'm just you know curious because now that we've have 300 shows behind our belt and talked to multiple musicians it is a way to do things. There is a, a formula. And so I I always thought, isn't there something different that's not so taxing and unsustainable for a long-term no, duration? I think a lot of them are figuring that out you now post-COVID. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of them have said that too. Like they're really figuring out like, why am I gone? Do I really mm-hmm. want to do this? What is yeah. it for? Oh yeah, every year that passes by, you have that conversation. And it's weird when you look at like, a lineup to a festival that happened like seven years ago, probably 90% of those bands don't exist anymore. That's crazy. And it's, it's really, really weird. And, you know, I keep seeing just like, it's like, I feel like it comes in cycles, you know, like you mentioned before, right now we're in this new age in terms of this, you know, this multiverse we're talking about. You're in this new age band. That's like dog in the pile and eggy and, you know, the magic beans and stuff like that. But then before it was like twiddle and Spafford, Mm -hmm. you know, and Topapod. And then before Mm -hmm. that, it was like the disco biscuits and Lotus and Umphreys McGee. And I think everything is just so interesting, you know, like who's endured 
and who's, you know, like the new one at the same time, you know, yeah. and I just love it because I know how hard it is every single year. Like, even if you look successful on the outside, it oh. can certainly not really be like that. And it can be exhausting inside. for those guys, man. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I've, yeah. I see, I see it sometimes it's like whew, the road is a real like thing. And, and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And you, you have to rely on other people for your livelihood, you know, and that's, what's really hard because what if like, you know, your guitar player gets a girlfriend and he doesn't want to do it. Or what if your drummer falls and breaks his leg or what if at at any moment that house Mm -hmm. of cards is coming tumbling down and then you don't have a resume, you know, you just have like, I did this band and then the band's gone and now I'm 37. Like, what do I do? It's uh, you know, can be really, really, really terrifying the longer that you, that you stick to it. So, that's a that's quite a perspective, Mike. Yeah, You're, and it's yeah. so like spot on. We've we, yeah we've spent the hour talking about music and what you're doing and yeah. all that, but at the like chewy nougat center of all that is your love of music, right? Oh yeah, like that. Oh, absolutely. That's what started this. That's like the the go button for it, and I know for myself, like I have one seminal experience in my life that like kind of put me on my path to my love of music and stuff like that um it do you do you either either of you or both of you have a moment like that and if so what is it oh i definitely i'll go first um i guess my moment started very 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 early in my life and i was lucky enough i have a brother who's 14 years older than i am and um, he was uh, had a he was going to, you know, he ended up going to college and getting his master's in music and all that kind of stuff. So when I was a baby and he was taking care of me, basically to just kind of chill me out or just give me something to do, he would put headphones on me and let me listen to the Beatles or Led Zeppelin or, this, you know, even crazy stuff like Tomita, which is this Japanese artist that, you know, first came up with surround how to record surround sound and like and so. From a, from a young age, he constantly was feeding me music. I was listening to like, yes. And so I didn't listen to like, you know, Fisher Price music when I was a kid. I was listening to like, <laughs> yes, shit. and Emerson, Lake and Palmer when I was like three years old and like into it and like singing the songs and like, and he would play the piano and stuff and I'd sing with him and stuff like that. So um, that's how I got into it. He fed it to me and I took it like a sponge. Oh, and um, that's beautiful. That's how I got into it as my brother. Wow. That's right on. really fucking cool. What a great yeah. big brother. Yeah, that's yeah. great for me, Jay. Yeah. I'll be um, Mike. I, you know, when was growing up, would be listening to music and was in a few high school bands. Um, I actually was in the school paper, not the school paper, the the like area paper, because I threw an event called Mike Stock when I was in sophomore year of high school, which was <laughs> the like best a, name of festival. Yeah, well, actually, it's really funny because I was walking with my best friend and I was like, I don't know what to name this. And he said really sarcastically, why don't you just name it Mike Stock? And I was like, great, you said it. I'm doing it. Let's go. It's about me. It's all about me. So um, I remember, though, but I was into music then, but I went to my first year of this amazing event called Camp Barefoot, which doesn't exist anymore, but it was a music festival that I was, I went to eight years in a row, very small music festival in West Virginia. And so I went there, didn't really know anybody. And I saw this drummer play for this band called The Breakfast. And this drummer's name was Adrian, Adrian Tremontano at the time. And I remember watching him and saying, oh my God, like, 
this is what drums can be. You know, like this guy is playing everything that I hear in my head in the shower. You know, this guy is like absolutely taking me there. And like, I didn't know that it could be like that. And then also that evening, I watched this band called Segway which was like a Jamtronica band from Baltimore. And they were playing the late night, Friday night on the main stage or the side stage rather in the late night. And I remember watching them and thinking, if those guys can do that, why can't I do that? I can be up there. Why can't I be up there? And I remember after they, they played, I was like talking to, you know, they were breaking down and I was like, you know, talking to the keyboardist. I'm like, can you tell me like how you're doing this? Like, what did it take? Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll talk to you. And then that summer I started my band galaxy dynamite. And then four years later, we opened up for Segway yeah. in their hometown. What? And then six years later, we earned the late night spot at camp barefoot to play on that stage at that time slot that I saw six years prior. What? I worked hard and I made it. That's, you know what I mean? yeah. That's how all the, that, that, that That's moment awesome. of watching that drummer and thinking I could play like that and watching that band and saying, I could be on that stage. I worked so hard to get there. And that's what's making me, uh, you know, start the whole thing. Where, like, are your parents like motivational speakers or like some (laughs) kind of. (laughs) I'm trying to understand where this is drive is coming from. What sign are you? (laughs) Yeah. Um, He's a Gemini. Yeah, I was born June 5th. Um, I don't know. My dad is one of the most inspirational people I've ever met. I mean, my dad is crazy. So here's the quick story about my dad. He is Iranian and came to this country with a hundred dollar bill in his pocket. He literally flew to DC to meet a family friend there. And he'd never been there. He literally left uh, his country to come to um, America when he was in his early twenties, he lands in the airport in DC. And this was when airports didn't uh, close. I mean, they didn't open late. Like they closed. Right. Mm-hmm. So when he landed, his friend wasn't there to meet him and he didn't know what to do. So we just essentially started crying in the middle of this terminal. And this guy who was on the flight afterwards came up to him and he spoke Farsi, which is the Iranian language. And he said, hey, I don't live in D.C. I live in a place called Roanoke, which is about four hours away from here. Do you want to come with me? My dad went with this guy and essentially he the first words he learned in English was I need a job and bus boy. They told him, you know, his friend said, go into this restaurant and tell them the words, I need a job and bus boy. So my dad started doing this and somehow he learned good enough English to get an associate's degree and then moved to a place called Portsmouth, Virginia, which is near here and opened up a car dealership for 35 years and essentially cut his teeth selling cars. And then uh, now we essentially own office buildings where we help local businesses grow by offering them uh, a lot of different services that they can use. And so that's what I do for my day job is I grow other businesses. And so I like essentially have people come work in my building and I help them get bigger and bigger and bigger by offering them these different services. And so my dad doing that, you know, is one of those things like I always, I always think I'm lazy compared to my dad. That's essentially what I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. You know? that, okay. Wow. Well then you put it together for me. It, it definitely yeah. makes sense. Like with somebody that is, you know, never see stop, then that makes you know that you can do the same thing if well if my dad's not stopping that's it's clearly available to me 
you know? Yeah. There's no one I admire more in this world than my dad. And I'll do everything I can to be half the man he is. And, you know, he's really, really working so hard and I want to, you know, make my own legacy because I do love what I do for a living, but, you know, I'm living in his legacy, which is so fulfilling to me, but I want to forge my own path as well. And I think that this project offers me the unique opportunity to be able to keep my day job, but also be able to do this show, you know, in my house as well at the same time. So that's why we're pushing it. Like everything I do in my life, I do it for the long game. You know, I do it like five years. Like if I can't see five years in the future, I don't care. I'm not doing it. You know, I have to see it, you know, mm-hmm. as clear as day. And right when we started doing this project, I could see it, you know, just as plain as I'm looking at you guys, right. you know what I mean? I and so, uh, you know, that's why, uh, you know, we're putting everything into it because I truly believe in it. Well, I just want you both to know, like for real, from the heart, I, I love you guys, man. And, and anything that that we can do to help you out. And I, I, like I said, I meant that shit when we talked offline, like we need to support each other. We need to help each other. And, and, uh, it just makes me happy that the other people that are coming into our orbit are people like you. Oh Um, man. You're the best. Oh my God. I love you. you. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming on our show and being on your show is so amazing. I was talking about it for weeks. I'm like, (laughs) Oh my God, I'm going to be on the show. It's going to be so cool. I've never done anything like this. And you know, I really, really like, I was listening to your show before we're on here. And like I said, I love how much you guys make it about, you know, your personal paths in what you guys are doing because it's making me fall in love with you guys individually which i feel like is the big point of what's going on and i love it thanks Mm -hmm. hey before we go where um now that everybody wants to follow everything you do where do they go (laughs) here you you say ej uh where do they go um right now uh go to youtube um we have all our uh react videos on there um on twitch we do have a schedule up of uh we do live stream reactions so you can see the whole thing which is something that we're going to turn into a podcast that uh we're gunning for november 22nd to come out and uh so that will be everywhere um that you can get podcasts um and um that's pretty much it right our website we had, by the time yeah. that this is uh, being broadcasted oh, yeah. will be totally done so just go to galaxyjamsreacts.com mm-hmm. and everything will be right there that's react even has a, a form yeah even has a form where you can submit uh, yeah, songs you music want us to, do. to listen to because that's one thing i think is going to be really really important yeah. is that people really feel like they can influence the show and we I mean, just imagine how cool it would be to suggest a song for your favorite artist and then they actually listen to it and then they actually give their thoughts on yeah. it right? yeah. Yeah. About you and stuff. it, it would just be awesome. so cool <laughs> i wish i could do it because you know when we have like these big artists on there a lot of the times like i don't really get to put my favorite i want to put something that like would be you know something i think they would find interesting too right and so that's why i think it's so interesting is because people know that at every step of the way they can interact and you know yeah. be a part of the show when you uh ej when you get the uh final artwork for your for the first episode of the podcast sure send it to me oh we'll do send it to me yeah. i'll blast it out awesome yeah. and same anything that you guys want us to do just let us know oh, cool you man guys this and, was very hey, inspiring super fun Thank you, know? you so much, oh, you guys. Thanks. And um, yeah, we'll stay in touch. What is it? Uh, can, can we stop? And then I was just yeah, yeah. Hang on. Oh.
I'm sorry. I want to keep you guys on for a sec. Cause I, <laughs> we had a great time. I just yeah, want yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. follow him, do the thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of fun we had right there. Total fun. You can't fake that funk. You can't. <laughs> no, you you can't. No. We're not actors. No. <laughs> We're not paid actors. No. no. So no. that is the personalities behind the channel. And if you're not feeling the love from those two now, I don't know. Your heart is the size of the Grinch's heart. And <laughs> you I need am to have constantly amazed and stunned and shocked at how humanity is so awesome. When you meet people like that, you're just like, wow, there are people that are just talented beyond comprehension, smart beyond like understanding and generous. Like it just puts faith in the human spirit, in my human spirit. <laughs> wow. That, I mean, that's saying a lot. Uh, yeah. It's, I feel like that after that, after that conversation, we were all so lit up. All of us were so lit up. And I just remember just kind of feeling smacked in the best kind of a way by the information that Mike and EJ had about how they do things and about their dance of their business dance and their creativity dance. And, you know, that's what's so incredible about musicians and bands that like we're in awe of how they work so well together, how they speak so eloquently between the instruments and we didn't even listen to their music. We were just watching and knowing about their, um, their, uh, galaxy, their, their YouTube. YouTube yeah. And just by that, you can see how well they jive and, and mesh together. And then that conversation, like I said, it was just very, um, it's like groundbreaking, Inspira- inspirational, yeah, groundbreaking and inspirational for sure. It, it's, it's also, I was just looking like through their list of reactions they've done. There's a lot of new music that I've found on there. They oh, yeah. pull out some very interesting stuff. You yeah, just yeah. Gotta it's go not on all just jam like, bands. No, like no. We said. There, there's stuff like like European bands, like you, I never would have heard of if I didn't see it on there. It's like holy crap. Yeah, <laughs> and like we said, they launched the podcast on November 22nd. They have the YouTube channel. Go follow them and check everything out that they're doing and and support them as part of the No Simple Road family. And you know the. Yep. The more that we support each other, then the community just grows. And it's not their listeners and our listeners. It's all of yeah, us as a community together doing you stuff. You know how like in a neighborhood there's like different stores and like there's a gas station and a cleaners and a mailbox, you know, post office and all that. And all of it's necessary. And it's the same thing with everything that's happening on the internet. There's so many things for your enjoyment or for business or for pleasure or for connection. And we're all in the same pool and it's fine. Yeah. And you know what I like? The thing thing I love to like doing this with like a few times we've done, what do you call it? Kind of like crossovers with another people Mm -hmm. at podcast. It's kind of like a jam band getting on stage together like mm-hmm. getting up there it's like, like two with toby band. and davy yeah like two bands coming together and it's our turn to you know noodle and jam for 75 minutes and yeah. kick out that solo and it never ceases to amaze me the similarity and crossover between doing no simple road and being in a band and the way that conversation and improvisational music are so much alike and 
like we got that um comment from justin Coochie's oh, wife wow I, and she said yeah. that the interview was like a flowing 74 china cat and as a deadhead i know what that means <laughs> i know what that means and that that is like the highest compliment that you could possibly give me you know what i mean and like for her to be able to even say that yeah shows the cross to what i'm talking illustrates what i'm talking about like yeah. the crossover between the two is so yeah, apparent I, and i never before doing this i never thought of that i well, never thought of like how, yeah sure conversation why and music you? sure is kind of i well you know i listened to howard stern every day for 12 years like every single day yeah but but what's different about that is that you weren't doing a lot of music going to a lot of music back then like you do now and so the music is so close to you and it's such a part of what you do that it can't be ignored and now the conversation is from listening to doing yeah and another thing that like was impressed on me after this was like how the Grateful Dead family, like, so the dead started a band and the band started touring and that touring band had to have roadies and truck drivers and teamsters and ticketing people and whatever. Oh, sure. Infrastructure. Infrastructure to keep it together. And a a community started coming up because because of of it. it. And it's happening here with us. It's, coming together like that it's not as as a what do you what's the word i'm looking for um dire like we can we can maneuver on our own we you know they couldn't do a show without the roadies but we have like toby and davy and galaxy jams reacts and people like sky dog and cody who will come in and people that are that support us that our community is growing do you get what i'm what i mean and it's a trip to see oh, the, the crossover there. And in every show we go to, we meet oh, up yeah. with so many people. Yeah. We end up with a huge crew. It's, there is a beautiful um, web of humans that No Simple Road has touched, you know, or they, they, they've they jumped on the web, however you want to say it. And like, it really has, I, I think in the beginning, say, oh, No Simple Road family. But like, it's really evolved so deeply into that. Like the meaning has grown and, and changed and gotten deeper. And like, we can call our family and like that live here in Portland. And it feels like that. Like we just got together to celebrate your birthday and just kind of everything in general, or just celebrate, you know, it's December. It's great, whatever. But like, that was our family. We had, you know, Jen and Brady and Ben and Tiff and it felt like my brothers and sisters were here at the house. Yes. Yes. And and I I mean that like it Mm -hmm. felt like that. And that was a hell of a good time. It was a hell of a good time. Um, Just what I just wanted to say that the um, no simple road third episode I believe the title title is No Simple Road Made Me a F- or not No Simple Road. Um, the Grateful the Grateful Dead. Dead made me a family man, and I feel like No Simple Road has made a family. Yeah, 
Yeah. You, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it, we're the three parents, you know, me, you and Apple and Darwin, of course, <laughs> our trusty dog. But like we're Darwin's growing and, and caring for and nurturing this family. And it's really dope. Mm-hmm. Super cool. It's so, and so sweet. And here's the trippiest part of it. You listening right now means that you're part of the family. Yeah. That's fucking weird to me. <laughs> like we are literally sitting in our studio right now. Yeah, but we're with you in your car and we're hanging out on your porch with you and we're in the bathroom while you're taking a shower, listening. Like we're hanging out with and you all the that. time. That, that's dirty right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it just keeps growing. That's how I meant to say I was going to give a special. I hope you're, well, I know you will to the end. Connor, thanks for coming and visiting again at Define Premium Cannabis. Just I don't like get a that. lot of visitors, but he recently moved into the neighborhood by where I work. So now I, I uh, define <laughs> define is now like where he comes to to check it out and get some cannabis and to visit me and it makes me feel really good. Thank Aww. you, Connor. That's dope. Thanks, Connor. That's really for doing cool, that. man. Yeah. See, the No Simple Road family web spreads and yeah. spreads and it's spreads. It's really beautiful, and I'm so grateful for it, and I'm uh, thankful that we've been given like to be caretakers of these oh, incredible. So humans. you know another another family thing. Did we did we do a shout out yet? For, uh, oh my god! Nope. I, I, I just had to blank. <laughs> <laughs> right we on, we definitely didn't. Wow! Total total blank. Joel. Oh, Joel! Joel congratulations! congratulations. I know we've all talked about it. Looked at the mm-hmm. pictures, but his grandson was born. Joel and Sarah on Thanksgiving morning. Yeah, and he is now a grandfather, and he is part of the Grandpa Club. And Joel. Congratulations to you and your family and that beautiful little baby mm. and your whole world has been turned upside down. And I know for a fact, because that is exactly what happened when Jasper showed up. So welcome to the family. And, and it the gets club. sweeter as they get older. Yeah. It gets so much sweeter. They're so silly and fun. And uh, you guys are going to have the best Christmas now because there's a new grandbaby yes. there. So um, Aww. I, I want to say something while we're here on the show so that there is audio proof that I said it and that the three of us are, are here. So we're talking about how this episode, I was talking about how this episode inspired me, how Mike came up with a plan for the next five years for galaxy jams and blah, blah. Now I am not trying to be over ambitious or overreach and set a five-year goal for No Simple Road. But I want to set up a, a meeting before the end of the year with you two and maybe a couple of other key No Simple Road players that I have in mind and talk about what we want to do in 2023. Like the direction yep. No Simple Road wants to yep. go? How we, ideas that we have. Um, things we can add or take away from the show, uh, what we want to do as far as going out to festivals and, um, you know, just yeah. a, a plan, a planning meeting for the year ahead. I think it, it, uh, I'm down with it. We behoove. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
it we've gone long enough without doing it let's try it <laughs> yeah. with doing it we definitely are a non-planning kind of a, well I, you know what i wouldn't say that because you do plan stuff we, like we plan but i understand where you're coming well, i understand where aaron's coming from because uh, that's kind of in the moment you plan for the things in the moment and maybe just that short far out but to project a ways in and to plan for that and make steps like you know every three months check in on it mm-hmm. i i am totally down with that I, I feel like that's personally what we need and definitely as a show what well, we need and here here's the you know yeah we do plan stuff as it gets dropped but, but that's a different side it, it's a it. completely different thing and the show has grown to the point where i can't do anymore yeah I can't mentally or physically do any more than I'm doing now. And so if we're going to grow past where we're at, we need to figure something out. Well, we, you know, I think you're referring to Apple and I, we definitely need to grow in our responsibilities to the show for sure. Well, I'm not just saying not just that, but like all of it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can only do this. I'm, I'm here. And if we're going to go past here, and we, we need to all figure it out together. And we need, as it's growing, we need a team. So all of, like, we do. That's just the truth. We need help. And we don't necessarily know what that looks like yet. Mm-mm. No. So, hey, if you're listening to this, this far into the show, <laughs> you're probably one of those people that could help us out. And if you got ideas, I'm, I'm all ears, man. Like, for real, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm having trouble with words tonight. I'm not averse to a little, um, you know, like inspiration when you go say like when you go into like a, this was back in the day. Now they, everything's online, but they would have like a little box and you'd be like, you know, comments and suggestions, (laughs) right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so you'd go in and you'd be like, Oh, it'd be cool if you, you know, got different seating because these are clunky and whatever. And then next time you go in, there's like different seating and it's like comfortable. And like, I think that, um, sometimes people underestimate the power of a good idea that they may have and that they just keep to themselves. Cause maybe like they think someone won't like it or that it's like silly or not important, but like me and Aaron and Apple, we live together. We've been doing the show for five and a half years and sometimes we get stale with the same stuff. You know what I mean? Cause we're thinking the same thoughts and we have the same like a different perspective is yes good, is a, what, a different yeah. and it's not always that we'll, we'll take it or not take it it's just good to have fresh um ideas and and fresh um you know viewpoints of a situation that we're always in yep. constantly yep and and we and we have responded and reacted to everything to pretty much yeah. <laughs> that we've gotten that we've feedback been suggested. on yeah. yeah i i just i feel like we as a as a team the three of us like owe it to the thing to do that like yeah no simple road deserves yeah, our agreed. attention that way agree for, for that what i am excited about is something behind the scenes that we're cooking up literally with edible beets and we're gonna start something really awesome in january and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to creating a new segment. No Simple Road is going to have a new segment. And that's all I'm going to talk about for right now. But I'm just excited that we're getting new opportunities to... 
collaborate, collaborate and be creatively different and still be true to what no simple road is. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's the fucking like cool. we always say that. Yeah. Like we just said, the family grows, the mycelial network grows. Mm-hmm. We become parts of other people's family as well as them becoming part of our family. The commingling of so yeah. many families. Yeah. And what's cool is that this is a, you know, kind of like a jam band centric podcast, not exclusively, but a lot. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. We're jamming with all these awesome different, not just musicians, like the, the restaurateurs, these authors, these like artists Comedians, in different ways. Com- yeah, yeah. And it's, it feels As, right. It the, feels good. And the real common thread of all of it is we all love music. Yes. Check this out. I, I forgot to tell you about this. This is like, real-time no simple road news that i would have told you so we partied for my birthday we had this amazing trippy night in the morning me and brady were the first ones up him and i were out on the porch having coffee and a smoke and we were talking about i put on jerry band i was like jerry band's great for hangover let's put on jerry band we put it on and he was like oh you should put on the um the jerry band uh, from the Hampton Coliseum, the new release that just came out. And he was like, have you seen the art from that? And I was like, no. He's like, oh, this this artist, Graham Yarrington, he did the art for it. It's super cool. You should check it out. We're talking. I go on Instagram, <clears throat> follow Graham Yarrington. That's that. Two days later, Graham Yarrington reaches out and says, Hey man, I just found out about your podcast from my friend, Phil Hanley. And I would love to be on the show with you guys sometime. So he's booked for January. Is that who I saw today? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Like me and Brady were just talking about him. And then boom. Would that be manifesting? Maybe it would. Without intentionally without uh, intentionally without intention it. but it manifested through the mycelial network of the connection of the all web? the families yeah just get inside the engine and see how the gears turn <laughs> i would love to see like the time lapse backwards of how all of that happened. oh shit like the spider web yes. pieces that connect all the fucking that things. would be so fucking cool to see like silver threads connecting each <laughs> oh yes. my god okay mm-hmm. if you're a, a ai artist put that together <laughs> that'd be dope all right we've talked enough in your ear holes this week we love you and you guys are really never talked enough and you know that and, and it's the holiday time and i always felt like i was being a little grinchy um for no good reason at all like nothing happened but I'm starting to feel holiday seasony now on the inside. Good. My heart's growing a little bit more. Three sizes too and, small. And um, it's exciting. Our tree is dope. I love our tree. Anyway, we love you guys. And I hope that you're having a happy holiday. And if you're not, reach out your hand if your cup is empty. Hit us up on Instagram. I'll, I'll get back And if to your you. cup is full, maybe again. Dump that shit on somebody else so they can have <laughs> some too. Reach out anyway. Yeah, reach out yeah. no matter no matter what. And we'll be back We're on here. Monday with a very comprehensive tarot reading for No Simple Road wow, for, for the, the coming year. Coming year. And boy, oh boy, did it hit home. So join us on Monday. We will be with Aaron and Liz from the Grateful Dead Tarot doing a tarot reading for No Simple Road and the No Simple Road family for the coming year. So if you want a little insight into your world in the next 12 months, come hang out with us on Monday. 
We'll be back with more stuff and things. Smile a stranger. Safety third. Hydrate. And um, make sure that you have new shoelaces in your shoes. Because, you know, sometimes you can pull on them in the morning when you're not paying attention. And then your shoelace breaks. And your whole day is ruined. And put on, put on those Christmas carols. I know several people that are humbugs that, like... Hate Christmas carols. I oh just, I just don't get that. Right. Well, you're Santa. Santa. You can even make up your. There, there's a few ones that there's a few songs I don't like, so I just make up my own lyrics and sing to those <laughs> and change it up, make it yours. Right on, man. We'll see you guys. We love you. Peace. tell you about the April May 2023 issue of Relics magazine features a Dave Matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com/dmb. Thanks Relics. Hi listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.